to another episode of Throwdown Thursday. This is episode 45, I do believe. Yes, episode 45, and may I say, may the 4th be with you, especially if you're listening to this when the episode drops. Uh, that's uh, that's called the call ahead, folks. It's, a, it's an industry term. My name, for those of you who are listening for the first time ever and are unfamiliar, my name is Patrick Rahal. I am Patsy the Angry Nerd. I am joined, as always, by the... Uh, 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 Ironborn, Agent Nicole. Uh, 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 okay, thanks for the great intro. Yeah, you're staying alive. See what I did there? You're wearing a Game of Thrones shirt, you know, you're Ironborn, you're staying alive. You get it? Yeah, I get it. Is the song... Yes, I know it's a BG song, I'm I'm aware. You actually have to spell out B and G, which is... It just takes so much time. <laughs> I like. Uh, I'm done with you. We're done. We haven't even started. I know. And we are also joined, as usual, by my partner in crime, the lady who lives at my house, Ashes Von Nightmare. Hello, darlings. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention the man behind the curtain pulling the string, the strings, and. <laughs> <laughs> crossing the streams. Yeah, I was just gonna say crossing the streams, pulling the strings, jacking the levers, and whoa, I twisting don't do, the I don't, gears. I don't do that in mixed company, all right? <laughs> twisting the knobs, all sexy like Johnny Wolfenstein. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I do live in your house as well. Yep. Yeah. You are the fan that lives in my basement. Mm, I don't think you have a basement. Well, we are in the basement. So. Yeah, this is true. True. true all so right. you know. Can you have a... If you live in the basement, can you have a basement? I think it's called a sub-basement, although that kind of sounds stupid because it's just like... A, a basement basement? It's a, like a... Well, I sublet your sub-basement. It go, it's like a basement that goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what... Oh, my God. Can we can we talk about our basement apartment for two seconds? Oh, so fucking bugs. It is springtime up here in beautiful New England, also known as mud season, also known in my house as bug season. Oh, my uh, God. The fucking spiders in my house. Crickets. Uh, Goddamn crickets. And there are these little beetle dudes uh, who... Beetle dudes. Beetle dudes. Beetle dudes. <laughs> who are just... Flocking around I, my bedroom window now. I, I, I need to kind of paint a picture right now. So our windows are roughly a foot, maybe a foot off of ground. I think less than that. Less than that, about uh, less, eight, eight inches. Less than that. Um, and so uh, not very well ventilated. We have very few windows in our house mm. and very e- even fewer windows that we can actually open due to um, cats and screen situations. Um, so <laughs> Don't get me started on screens and cats, but that's after. <laughs> I'll tell that story after. So, yeah, we have this like little congregation of, of bugs, like these little little fucking beetle looking dudes like yeah beetle little beetle beetle, drinks beetle beetle guys um just around our bedroom window and right below the window is our bed so i've been pulling these little fucking beetle dudes off of my pillow like it's so gross like i don't want to sleep in the bedroom and it's not because of patrick for once (laughs) (laughs) like it's so 
gross. Uh, I, I know the feeling. I hate springtime because all the freaking bugs come out. Like I, we have like ants in our house. It's awful. Ants in better, the pants. I say better than ants in your pants. That's true. And then got my, ants in my butt, and I needs to strut. <laughs> what? Wow. I what? I have what? no words. What? Clearly, no one at this table's ever seen Futurama before. That was uh, Bender acting when he was in a coma. He was supposed to be in a coma. He's like, stupid coma. It could have been British. I don't remember that. Wait, was hey, that when he was it's on me, the, um, Bender. Calculon. Uh, yeah, okay. It's okay, me, I do Bender. Remember I got that. ants in my butt, and I got to strut. But anyways, like, we have two cats. We have two cats who don't do a damn thing about this bug situation in our house. Because they're too busy partying. I don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I want them to eat the bugs in the house. I do. But it's like, I, no, that's gross. I don't want them to eat bugs. Just because you don't eat bugs doesn't make it gross. It's, it sucks. And like screens don't do anything. Like my dad was supposed to fix the screen at our back door. And we had a mouse that came in the house. And oh my God. I've been meaning to ask you, how is the mouse situation? <laughs> Is it dead? Okay, so all right. So this mouse is a okay, so I bought I okay Is it I paying rent now? <laughs> it should be. I don't It ate all my dad's weed. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't mine. Um I don't like hurting animals. I don't hurt animals, but so I like we've never had this like we've I've lived in this house all my life. My dad's been living there since the sixties. And he basically left the back door like one of the screens was broken. And we've had cats strolling into our back door like my neighbor's cats just like, hey, bitch, uh, what are you doing? And I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. Anyways, um, so my dad, one day I came over, I came home and my dad's outside. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, there's a mouse in the house. And I was like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> oh, no, she better don't. I was like, I'm there's a lamp on a ramp. So then my mom, a couple days later, my mom found the mouse. And I was like, okay, this is really freaking me out. And so we got, like, bait and stuff. And the mouse was too fat to go through the bait kind of maze thing. So then we got the bait out. And he was hoarding the bait. Like, he wasn't even eating it. He was just stealing it and <laughs> storing it. Friends. He was going to have a party. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I've heard, like, peanut butter works. I've heard... Uh, we have a, we have a fellow coworker who's used traps. Like, I didn't want to do any of it, but I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't go to the bathroom, and then the mouse comes and freaking like scares the shit out of me while I'm trying to use the bathroom. Like, I well, can't. that probably make your time in the bathroom a lot quicker. Yes, yeah, I was like avoiding the bathroom in the morning. So he this weekend, this past weekend, my dad's like, hey, so uh, the mouse is. Uh, he had a quick death and I was like, okay, well, that's really sad. I'm like, I feel bad. Like we've had this mouse for like two weeks and I feel kind bad. Of bonding with it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I'm bonding, but it was just scared the shit out of me. And so then my dad was like, oh, do you want to say goodbye to the mouse? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. And he comes in my room, like holding his hand as he was like pretending to console the mouse in his hand he's like here you go and throws like there was nothing in his hands but it, like i freaked out to the point where i was like running out of the bat like out of my room like crying because i want was- some cornbread mr jangles <laughs> <laughs> well you can forget it because i'm gonna kill you yeah so moral of the story fix your screens and dad you're a jerk for scaring the shit out of me and 
Wait, your dad did it? I thought the mouse snuck into the bathroom and scared no, the shit out well, of you. No, it was your dad, dad? Well, my dad leaves the screen door. Like, was it your dad in a mouse suit? <laughs> no, it's not my dad in a mouse suit. But, like, my dad's the stupid idiot that, like, doesn't fix the screen doors. When, we're, when I ask him multiple times, fix the screen doors. Fix the screen doors. Fix the screen doors. He doesn't fix the screen doors. Next Did thing you, you know, fix the screen doors? Yes, I fixed it because I was done with the shit. So the, so the next animal that's probably going to come in is going to be either a dog, a deer, or a, I hope not to a skunk, but... A rhino. I'm scared what the summer's going to bring. If we got cats that come in our house just randomly like, hey, what's up? And that should have solved your mouse problem. I can't. Ha- we can't have a cat. Why not? Because my mom's allergic. Is she less allergic to mice? No. My mom my mom actually was like, you know, in the Philippines, we've had worse, so it's not bad. And I was <laughs> like, out of our care. You show up at work like, well, I bet you're wondering how I got rabies. Yeah. So. So we, we, uh, we're going to talk some, uh, some Star Wars. Star with uh, to quote the uh, guy running for uh, president of France, uh, Larry Skywalker and that weird bear, w- that weird bear. Yes, space is the place for Star Wars. Uh, that was the Randy Newman song. Star um, Wars. So, what uh, what we uh, what we did? Uh, we we have a a good friend and listener who is a huge Star Wars fan who is not going to be able to join us this evening. Because he's too busy doing rock star stuff, um, which by which I mean, uh, you know, counting money on the back of a ten thousand dollar a night prostitute. So what he's uh, what he's uh, what he was able to do was, um, I did an interview with him, and my phone did not record the interview. It said it recorded for thirty one minutes, and when I tried to play it back, it was zero. Hashtag fail. So I. Uh, Called him back and said, "Hey, I, uh, you know, this whole interview, it didn't work, but, you know, we can redo it if you have time." He's like, "I'm free right now," so I'm like, "All right, well, let's do it." And uh, I'm like, "But let's try to be a little more concise." So, in the spirit of of, of uh, being a, a little more concise, instead of a 31 minute interview, we had a 55 minute interview, so that worked out really well. Uh, so I'm not going to play the entire thing, obviously, because we have a finite amount of time and we need to de- dedicate a lot of time next week for our super awesome guest that we'll tease at the end of the show. And uh, even though we teased it last week and the week before, uh, we're going to just keep teasing it. That's that's what we do. That's what I do with my hair. Just keep, yep. just keep teasing it. We're going to give you uh, podcast blue balls. You know, the bigger the hair, the closer to God. <laughs> All right, Fran. That's my uh, friend. I've been watching a lot of The Nanny lately, and that's my friend, Dresha. That's what my mom always says. Oh, like, that's I a got, bingo. You know, the bigger the, the bigger the hair, the smaller the hips look. That's a bingo. Actually, I think that was a Dolly Parton thing. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Dolly Parton. She of uh, Dollywood and Euro Dollywood. That's in Alabama. Um but no, we don't give me that look. Well, you like do the finger gesture motion, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're hey. not like. Listen, I pretend like I'm on TV. Yeah, we're hey. on a radio. They're not going to see you. Thank God for that. Eventually, they might. No. no. Yep. 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 No. Yep, do live shows all the time. Nope. You could do the live so show. So what by are yourself. we? What are we doing? We're what talking are we doing? about the Star Wars. 
Star Wars. You know, with the box and the monkey. No, that's t- t- 2001. But no, we uh, I got a chance to uh, sit down with our good friend and uh, frequent contributor and, uh, you know, all-around good dude, uh, Rocky. So uh, he... Uh, he was kind enough to uh, lend me some of his time, and uh, we have a couple of bits from that interview that we're going to play for you. So, uh, Wolfie, if you please, uh, can you play that first file? Okay. Or, uh, sorry, I thought you were doing it after the break. Oh, no, no. We were going to do that for. Right. Sorry, I should have it's been right. uh, more clear about that. That's my fault. Oh, I made wah, such wah. a mess of things. All right, part one. So on the uh, on the line with me today, I have uh, Rocky, who is a, a big big supporter, big fan of the show. Uh, you've probably heard his song uh, "Dead River" multiple times. If you've ever listened to the show, you've heard it at least once. Uh, not to be confused with Monster Magnet. Uh, it's definitely not Monster <laughs> Magnet, uh, but it's the song we play when we come back from break from the the first time, right before we get into our character segment. So, Rocky, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, for those of you uh, listening at home, this is actually the second time we had to do this because we had a half-hour interview that we did the other day. And you're pulling uh, back the you're pulling back the curtain, Mister Wizard. You're not supposed to do that. So, <laughs> we should probably get into a couple of these questions. Um, I know I asked you these already, but you know, this time will maybe the answers answer. can be slightly more coherent. <laughs> you think? Hang on a second. Let me hit the bottle one more time. So I, I will say the, the echo is, on Rocky is because awesome. I had my it's speaker a, next to my microphone. It's a whiskey delivery system. I'm essentially smoking whiskey. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> and you know what's great about it is I've got a little sticker I made of Raven Shadow's face. <laughs> so it just seems appropriate. <laughs> so... As as you are a, a talented musician, we're gonna ask you a couple of uh, you know music related questions. So the first question I have is, what inspires you when you're writing your songs? Like, what is it that uh, you know really you know uh, gets you into that creative mood, that creative spirit? Um, do we want the family friendly version? You listen to our show. We don't, need, we don't need family friendly. Well, it's uh, a lot of whatever life throws at you on a day to day basis, or maybe it was a movie or something I saw the week before, and copious amounts of pot. <laughs> hey, whatever helps you relax. You know, I don't want you getting glaucoma. That's okay. Trust me, I have no fear of that anytime soon. I have 2200 vision. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I reverse that. I can see sound. <laughs> uh, well, but no, go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead, yeah, honestly, it's 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 literally just um, whatever kind of hits you. You know, like I said, it can be a movie I saw, which is you know happened on a couple of occasions. Uh, a lot of times. I just come from the, if I've got a funky, weird little story I want to tell, or uh, sometimes it's just um, inadvertently discussing my distaste and or uh, affinity for persons I may have met over time. Uh, so yeah, you know, through 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 art, you can kind of um, take a cheap shot at some folks without it being blatant sometimes, so that comes into play quite often. Um, but mostly it's just uh, 
life experience and or uh, thinking of a weird take on a scenario kind of thing that kind of spins me into that creative, hey, let's write a little story about this. Yeah, so there was a, a follow-up to that that I did with uh, with Rocky, uh, which if you listen to the entire interview, which I'll post on the, the Facebook page, um, I asked him if he was familiar with the uh, uh, small penis principle, and uh, he said he was uh, intimately familiar with it. But I asked, you know, when it comes to uh, your inspiration for you know, whether it's writing or songwriting or, you know, making a movie, um, there is a a technique where if you want to write about someone, you write, you know, writers do this all the time, where they, uh, they'll give the person that they're writing about, like, some sort of terrible character flaw, like they'll make them a pedophile or they'll give them, like, a really tiny dick or something. Because that way the person will never sue them. Be like, oh, that's based on me. Look how small my dick is. I like to diddle kids. You know, no one's ever going to do that. <laughs> so you can get away with writing this. Michael Crichton did it to a critic who was very uh, rough on one of his books. So he made the character like this hardcore pedophile and... You know, gave him a small dick, and the guy's like, "Yeah, he might have been writing about me, but like, it just goes to show you how much of an impact my criticism made that he had to go out of his way to write about me." But that's you know, that's how people avoid lawsuits is they because no one's going to be like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely writing about me," because that's totally me. You know, no one's going to admit to that. Uh, Wolfie, if you could get uh, part two up for me, please. Uh yeah the one right above I played part two. Oh did you okay <laughs> all right uh so what we're doing the reason we're uh interviewing Rocky this evening or the other day was Rocky has a, a big announcement so if you could play the one that's underneath the one that's highlighted there Wolfie yeah that one we're actually going to be debuting your uh, your latest single. I guess we can call it on the show, and uh, you told me the story about like where uh, that came in, uh, where you got the inspiration for that. Why don't you share that with the folks? Uh, yeah, the uh, track, and actually, it's 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 the track that I it was the, it was the last track that was finished for the record, uh, even though it was probably one of the songs that was written the earliest. Um, it's a track called Zombie Girls, and uh, I really wanted to get it on you guys' show with the with the ladies. And, um, sort of, uh, yeah, it, uh, it came from, um, uh, we would be, me and my wife went and saw, uh, Zombieland. And, uh, when I sort of came back in the next couple of days after I had kind of started relating past relationship stuff with the fact that some of these, well, let's, let's not be vulgar, but let's just say mindless twits, uh, <laughs> very much resembled those in which in a zombie movie you would take out with uh, extreme prejudice and I kind of figured well you know hey there's there's something in there with that and uh, so yeah so sort of a past experience combined with the viewing of a good blood fest horror movie sent me into a creative spiral that uh, led us to this excellent and you know like I said you know we're going to be debuting that uh, on the show and, uh, you know, we actually, you know, we're, we're uh, lucky enough to get a chance to listen to it beforehand. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely digging it. I know uh, Ashes digs it, and uh, Nicole really liked it as well. So, 
You know? Oh, well, awesome. If you I'm glad you could dig the somber, morose, macabre take on uh, what I was trying to do, a happy dance beat with very, very dark and ominous vocal tones. So hopefully that comes across. Yeah, like that's that's a great combination, and I think you pulled it off really well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Hopefully everybody else will think the same. So uh, without any further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the world premiere of No Man's Zombie Girls.
So yeah, that's uh, the world premiere of Zombie Girls. Uh, it's super uh, rad. I hope you guys really dug that. I really enjoy it. Uh, we're gonna be, uh, you know, posting links to uh, to Rocky's site so you can uh, pick up the album, which drops today. Uh, which is, you know, pretty great because it, you know we get to debut it on the show as kind of like a little. Uh, precursor to uh the album dropping little uh little tease we love to tease around here you know how that is uh so we hope you folks liked it and uh i think with uh, that being said we're going to go ahead we're going to take our our first break and when we come back uh we're going to talk some star wars We're back. Um, I hope uh, hope you guys are all still there. I know that you know a lot of you just rushed out to get uh, Rocky's album, which uh, I can understand because uh, he's very talented, as you can hear him singing right now. Uh, we've been, you know, trying to promote his uh, his music for a long time, and you know, he and I definitely talk about that in our uh, our interview. But the interview is not the subject of our conversation today. Today. It is uh, May the 4th, and obviously, May the 4th be with you. And also with you. So, we need to discuss Star Wars characters. We haven't discussed any Star Wars characters uh, up until this point, except Lies. except for Princess Leia Organa. Yes. General Leia Organa Solo. Yes. Skywalker Organa. Um, because, you know, obviously we tragically lost, uh, Carrie Fisher uh, at the end of last year. So that's obviously, uh, not a character we're going to discuss today, you know, maybe a little bit because of how impactful she was. But, uh, what we did was we each, uh, you know, took a look at some of the characters that we liked. Uh, I'm not going to be like super total nerd and go like hardcore into, uh, you know, some like really obscure characters like Thawne or Nomi Sunrider or somebody like that because, uh, you know, some people know who I'm talking about. Other people don't. But uh, 
But yeah, so let's start off with uh, Miss Agent Nicole, because I know, look at that face. She's so excited. She's like, I didn't want to start first. Can we not? I like oh feel God. bad. Why do you feel bad? Because, okay, I'm more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars fan. And I'm not really a Star Wars. Like, okay, fine. We'll start with me. Well, I figure, you know. You, I'll get the hate now. I know who. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with liking Star Wars. No, or, I just like, Star I feel Trek. bad. Like, I don't, like, it's nothing against Star Wars. I think Star Wars is great. It's just like, I'm not. The, I don't know. Star Wars doesn't have the same type of mythology that Star Trek has, and that's fair. Like that's a fair assessment. It's okay. like, Some people are just drawn to certain things more than no, others. It, like, it was like, just like I feel bad because I'm like I, I'm gonna like butcher like the characters if if I talk about them. So, so just, just I talk know about who you're gonna you, talk about. Well, no, no, I feel like well, great. This is all live right now. Um, no, I was just gonna do like a kind of women of star wars well, like go, yes go right ahead <laughs> okay whatever you want to do we um, didn't have any like specific thing i don't know like things happen on a whim with us so i was like do i pick a star wars character or are we just talking about random star wars characters well we've because we have a knowledge of star wars we we didn't like go crazy cramming for this show because it's next week's show that was the one that we were really uh you know making sure we were super super prepared for but Agent Nicole, you you go ahead and start uh, start us off. Get this party started. <laughs> um, so this the la, 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 la. Um, interesting, yeah. Um, so for me, the first Star Wars movie that I actually really like, sat down and really paid attention to was actually Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which is. Um, which came out two years, two years ago. Yep, two years ago, December twenty fifteen. Yep, and I enjoy how they're now doing kind of like a like a new generation of people to really get people in younger children, especially girls, into these you know sci fi fantasies, action thriller films and for it's nice to see a young girl like ray i really enjoy seeing ray um i feel like i could relate to her like dealing with you know i wouldn't say i would relate to her but um you know just like overcoming such great obstacles and like trying to prove herself and amongst these like heroes and people around that have done all these wars and combats and whatnots and it's nice to see and um another character that i really do enjoy is jaren urso which is played by F- uh, felicity jones she goes in well Rogue with One. tonic huh she goes well with tonic <sighs> you told me that joke earlier and i wanted to punch you in the I face do- and I, what did i tell I, you i don't get it gin and tonic oh yeah oh he told me that at work and he, oh. I'm so glad that like I don't he doesn't see my face because I was just like mega eye roll. I was like, really, Patrick? I do see your face all the time. And I and when you reacted like that, I said, Well, now I know what joke I'll be telling on the show. Uh, yeah. At least I didn't make like a sipping on gin and juice joke. That would have been funny. <laughs> gin and tonic isn't, but gin and juice is. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Um Stop being twelve. I'm 12. What do you expect from me? No, I really enjoy Jen's uh, 
role in Rogue One. I'm really kind of sad that we won't, maybe we'll get a Baxter. I know that Felicity Jones has signed up for two Star Wars films, so maybe we'll get more of her in the upcoming upcoming like um, the standalones yeah well not just standalones but like maybe make a brief appearance in something yeah no like in the standalone like the Han Solo film oh yeah sorry and... my bad yeah but she also signed that contract before they were originally gonna keep her alive so oh well. it could be that maybe they just won't honor it I don't know <laughs> damn I really because originally like... that's that was the that was they were supposed to keep her alive but then they changed it she's gonna be a force ghost and she's gonna be Ray's mom <laughs> <laughs> I watched a few she hooked videos. up with Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan's pregnant through the Force. Oh, jeez. Really? I don't know. That's a S- Star Wars fanfic that I probably should write for the show. Star Wars. But um, I, re- I hope with the next couple of films, they really do focus on more strong women in this in the universe of Star Wars. Because, you know, in the first three, you had Princess Leia and... Mon Mothma. Thank you. Oh, That's it. yeah. That's it. There were, there's been like two, two. females like and in then, the Star and, Wars universe and up then, until recently. Yeah, so. and then it with There were female week. Ewoks. Yeah, but... Oh, I had a conversation about Ewoks with Stephanie today. And Stephanie loves her some Ewoks. Yes. But anyways, like... So I'm hoping with the next couple of films, they do have a stronger female um, presence and like... I don't know. I really would like to see more female Jedis if there's more than one. Did you know that uh, in the upcoming Han Solo film uh, will be one of your uh, your buddies from Game of Thrones, Amelia yeah. Clark? Yep, I knew about that. So, I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I've seen her in two things. I believe she's playing Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Mother and Track, it's Han Solo. Han Yolo? No, I've only seen... Uh, Yolo. I've only seen two things that she was in, and both times she's a strong female character. She was, you know, Daenerys Targaryen, and obviously uh, Sarah, Sarah, Con- Sarah Connor. Con- Con- yeah. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. And that was a great Sarah Connor. And then, obviously, we, there's been talks of um, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, of doing having a stronger role in the next couple of films. That makes sense. So, you know, I'm excited to see where her character progresses because we don't really see a lot of her in the in the Force Awakens. Yeah, it's like a quick glimpse. Yeah, and but she does pay tribute to her mom's bun ear, uh, bun hairdo. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Ashes, yeah, uh, how about you? What do you got today? Uh, I got a lot because. I love Star Wars. It's something that I grew up with. Uh, some of my some of my fondest memories are uh, laying on the floor in the living room while my dad was watching Star Wars, and it started out being like, "Oh, I just want to spend time with Dad, so I'm yeah. going to watch this." And then it's it's for me, it was easy to get sucked into it, and I just you know, it's so imaginative and creative the and things you watch with your father it's really funny you know yeah ex- exactly <laughs> um but i just it was so just the creativity of some of the the characters especially some of the the alien characters and one specifically that i've always loved 
And then it's Admiral Akbar. I love Admiral Akbar. Um, I want to get a puppy and name him Am- Admiral Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of one of my life goals right there. Um, I think for the most part, I found myself drawn to more of the big characters uh, and not the main characters. Like Max Rebo and the Jizz Whalers? Um. Is that is that the play the same song? That's a cantina band. They're called oh. the Jizz Whalers. Play the same song. Hey, All right, we're the same cantina song. band. We're uh, taking any requests. Play that same song. All right, same song. Here we go. Um. So yeah. So Admiral Akbar is one that definitely stands out for me. Uh, in the more recent films. I am a huge fan of Gwendolyn Christie. So when I found out that she was going to be portraying a, char- a character in the Star Wars universe, I got really excited. And then when we went to the movies and I saw Captain Phasma on screen, I was just like, yes, yes. And and even though she's only part of the movie briefly, I'm hoping that she has larger uh, a larger role. I heard um, she does. She's in- ar- you've, you've already seen her in the, the teaser trailer. Yeah. So, so um, uh, to the point where I currently uh, drive a gray Yaris and I named my Yaris Captain Phasma. Um, so I just, I fell in love. I loved her character. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's just something about just everything, everything about Captain Phasma. She's, 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 she's a bad guy, but like in all the right ways and the armor and everything she was made from a Naboo starfighter. So badass! Oh, I just loved her. Um, and the most recent Star Wars movie, Chirrut Imway. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with him. I would love to do a solo uh, show on him. At Bring some me point. solo in the Wookie. Um, that kind of solo. Yes, that kind of solo. A Han Solo show. I yes, yes. You're gonna be you're gonna be driving solo later on. And whatever. <laughs> and solo. <Ooh. laughs> uh, but I just thought Chirrut Imwe was such a great character, and I know that we um, in our character wrap up year end event that we had uh, towards the end of last year, I listed him as one of my favorite characters of the year. I just thought it was so refreshing to see a character. With a disability, a prominent disability, but thriving and succeeding. And, you know, he is one with the force and the force is one with him. You know, Um, I just thought I I just I I really loved his character. Uh, One of my all time favorite characters is Boba Fett, Mr. Feet, Mr. Bob A. Feet. Yes, that's true. Uh, Again, like, it's just one of those I can't explain it, kind of like a whole Captain Phasma thing, a big character, but it's just fall in love with this this whole character. And I'm really hoping that we see a Boba Fett backstory character because I think that's what the fans want. I'm one of those fans, and I want it. I even have a a purse that looks like Boba Fett's helmet, and it's Uh, so Yeah, I've seen it. It's really cute. And I love it. Um, he's just so awesome, you know. His backpack's got jets. 
We do have a little bit of a... He's Boba the Fett. We do uh, have a voicemail where we talk about that. Yeah, so, um, and I'm just going to wrap up my quick segment here with my all-time favorite Star Wars character. And it is someone who we have already talked about. Uh, That is Princess Leia, because she's fucking badass with the hair and everything. She's super powerful. She's smart. She's witty. She does not put up with any of your bullshit. And I love that. And I really enjoy the fact that they are introducing more female characters into the Star Wars universe with, you know, Jin Erso and Ray and Maz Kanata. Um, you know, it's just Captain uh, Phasma. Well, yeah, yeah, Captain Phasma. Um, it's just so awesome. And I really can't wait to see what happens with these characters these characters that we've already been introduced to and to see who else we're going to meet along the way well it's funny you talk about um you know strong female characters and one of the characters that people have been clamoring for for years is uh mara jade skywalker you know luke's wife who uh he meets during the uh the thrawn trilogy which, if you've never gotten to read it, it's a uh, that's a character, Ad- Grand Admiral Thrawn, who uh, has been has uh, fans have been dying for him to become. You know, he was part of the what they now call the Legends universe, like all the books and things like that that took place after uh, Return of the Jedi. That once Disney bought the rights to the franchise was no longer canon. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn has been recently brought back onto the Star Wars Rebels show, and uh, Rocky and I talked about that. I forget if it was part of our uh, interview conversation or just part of our nerding conversation that we had afterwards, but uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is one of the most amazing characters. He was created by Timothy Zahn in 1991 in the uh, Heir to the Empire uh, novel. And if you've never gotten a chance to read it, do yourself a favor, read it. He's actually got a new one coming out that's just simply titled Thrawn. Um, but as part of that storyline, it's a it's a, a three-part series. Uh, Luke meets this girl, uh, Mara Jade, who was a Hand of the Emperor, which means she was one of his personal assassins. And even though he was dead, his uh, programming, because of his uh, dark Sith power... He was. Uh, she was compelled to kill Luke Skywalker, which she eventually accomplishes, but not in the way that you would think. Uh, I'm not going to give that away because it's a huge, huge uh, event in the in the in the story. So I'm not going to say any more about that, other than go get that those books, read them. Uh, you will not be. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, but Mara Jade is one of those very strong female characters. Um, actually, a lot of them, uh, a lot of the the stronger female characters centered around the Skywalker family uh, in the books. Uh, instead of just having one son, uh, although I think that the the son that they have in the film, and I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen the movie because I'm not a dick. Uh, it, it, instead of having the one son, uh, they have a son who is named. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, named after his grandfather. So there's definitely a little bit of influence there. But they have twins, Jason and Jaina. Uh, and the the youngest one is raised by uh, kind of like a Leia's sidekick. Her name is Winter. Like, they grew up together. They were friends. Um, 
Winter is a very badass character. Uh, Jaina Solo is a very badass character. Like it's, it's uh, it's a great series of books. Like a lot of the stuff that I like is from the 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 Legends side. You know, all the what used to be the expanded universe before Disney took over. Like I said, um, you know, there are characters that uh, you know, like Grand Admiral Thrawn, like. Uh, damn it! There was this kid, Kip Duran is his name, K Y P D U R R O N, who ends up training with uh, with Luke in his academy. Uh, that was amazing. Like he was a great character. Uh, they have they find a, a a weapon that is more powerful than the the Death Star, and it's called the Sun Crusher. But it's not uh it's not like a giant planet sized object that has a tiny little, you know, thermal exhaust port that can be exploited and destroyed. Um Wedge Antilles is a good character that you get to learn a lot more about him. That's Luke's buddy. Um uh, there's there's so many characters that like you, you learn a lot about through these stories. Like one of the biggest mysteries, even though there's a ton of stuff about him, nobody knows what Yoda's species is. Like, characters tend to, uh, when you're uh, imbued with the Force, you live a very long time. So, as Yoda says in, in Return of the Jedi, they tell him, they're like, hey, you know, I'm, I, I've been training Jedis for 800 years or so, or 700 years. It even says, when 800 years year old you reach, look as good, you will not. But you don't know what his home planet is. You don't know anything about his backstory. Well, you do know that he wants the seagulls to stop it. He does. He now. does. Uh, stop it now. You know, he does have a problem with seagulls. Uh, if you were unfamiliar with the... Uh, bad lip reading. Bad lip reading video. We will post that as well because that shit's hilarious. I was actually singing it earlier today for no reason other than it was just stuck in my head. Bless you. Um, you get some some really good characters. You know, you find out about a lot of the stuff that happens after. You know, essentially, uh, immediately following the destruction of the Empire. Uh, you know, you learn a lot more about Han and and uh, Chewbacca, and you know, there's an event where Chewbacca actually dies after being crushed by a planet. What? Because uh, that's really the like a building fell on him, and he still managed to crawl out. But there's a whole thing where Han's son was piloting the Millennium Falcon and he didn't have a chance to rescue Chewie and like his dad never forgave him for it and he ended up turning to the dark side and became Darth Cadus. What the hell is an aluminum falcon? <laughs> yeah. Um, there are some really good companion books uh, that I have. You know, It's all about like the history of the Jedi, the history of the Sith. Uh, guys like Lobaka, who is uh, Chewie's nephew, who is a Force-sensitive Wookiee. Uh, there is even a Force-sensitive Wampa. <gasps> oh, I forgot to talk about Wampas! Alright, so we are experiencing some technical difficulties here. Uh, pretty sure the Empire just took out our, our shield generator, and uh, they've entered the base. 
So we are going to have to do this on the fly as we're boarding the Millennium Falcon because there's some crazy shit going on here, as you as you just heard. So uh, all in all, I, I got to say, you know, some of my favorite characters, I mentioned them. Um, there's there's just so many. To, there's too many to count. There's too many to mention. Uh, we could be doing this for hours and hours and hours. I'm surprised you didn't say Darth Maul because of Ray Parks. See, I, I I didn't get a chance. I was getting ready. We we're talking about Wampus, and I was going to kind of segue into Ray Park, but then we got attacked, and 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 you know, everything's crazy. Like I don't know where Wolfie is. Like he's not with us. Like I really hope he's okay. Uh, you know, but, we got we got separated. I need an adult. <laughs> I can't handle this right now. Where the fuck is my wine? Oh my god, where is my wine? We have wine on the on the on the Falcon. I tripped going down the stairs because I had to go pee, and then shit just got real. It got really real. Like, and then some creeper decided to follow me, and I was unhappy about that. Oh, that wasn't a creeper. That was Patrick. That wasn't me. That was you. Stop trying to pin all your She's weirdness a cute on me. Creeper. I'm a cute creep. But creep nonetheless. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we uh, while we're uh, boarding and, and getting the hyperdrive in, in, in order, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back. Hopefully we'll be, uh, you know, podcasting <laughs> at light speed by that point. So I hope uh, Wolfie's okay. Yeah, hopefully we can find Wolfie and, uh, you know, because he's going to need to put this up on the air and everything and edit it and make it sound good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Wolfie, uh, hopefully, uh, well, he knows where the rendezvous point is anyway, so, uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, right back, and, uh, we'll, uh, wrap up the show, we got some voicemails to get to. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's a me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkeys. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. the time of the show where we, you know, we're finally back from break. You know, I know you missed us greatly, but we're back and what we're going to do now, we're safely aboard the Falcon, so don't worry. We're at hyperspeed. Uh, you know, we're, we're just zipping through. We passed a weird asteroid field that shouldn't have been there, but I don't know. Uh, so... I found a wampa. You did find a wampa. And we're snuggling. I found a wampa arm, which was weird. Stephanie, I found an Ewok. Yeah. Ewoks, 
We found most of an Ewok because the Wampa ate the Ewok. Mm. Yeah. He said it was Yub Nubby. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, that being said, uh, we do have uh, three voicemails from folks who wanted to talk about Star Wars. Uh, first voicemail we have is from uh, our good buddy Riku, and he's going to talk about you know uh, a character that I can't believe I didn't mention. Uh, next, we are going to hear from Darth Corny. Ooh! So we're not even going to tell you what he's talking about, but Shit he's got, got some. Real. He's got some good stuff that he talks about, and that overlaps with uh, the. <clears throat> the final voicemail, which is from uh, the interview I did with Rocky, and he tells you about his uh, not-so-secret fetish. Let's take a listen. Hey, Throwdown Thursday podcast, it's Riku. How's it going? Hope you guys are doing well. Um, so I heard that you guys are doing a Star Wars episode on characters, and boy do I love so many Star Wars characters, and obviously I love all the mainstays, like Han, and Luke, and Leia, and Chewie, and Darth Vader, and even the more recent ones, but I'd like to bring your attention, just in case you didn't know about him, to one from the comics and the video games, and that's the man named Kyle Katarn, from the Dark Forces slash Jedi Outcast slash Jedi Academy video games and various comic book adaptations. Kakatarn was a mercenary who worked with the Rebellion. Also, he was a former stormtrooper. Uh, and he, after doing some pretty pivotal missions for the, for the Rebellion, uh, went off to a place called the Valley of the Jedi. And that was a place that could take someone with even latent for sensitivity powers and just make them a Jedi. Just bang, you have force powers. And what I love about him is he's just grumpy old man like Jedi because he didn't have like the early age Jedi training. So he was very much like, look, I'll do whatever it takes to get shit done. I don't care about the light or the dark. And that's kind of what I always liked about him. Just grumpy old man, Jedi. Anyway, have a good week. Bye. Happy Star Wars Day, guys. This is Darth Corny, and I want to name some of the characters that I like in Star in the Star Wars universe. Um, first off, I was born in 1976, and don't remember a time before Star Wars. You know, it was introduced to me as a small child. That and the Blues Brothers. Okay, Darth Vader's one of my favorites. Boba Fett, Luke, Leia, Han, Lando, and Chewie are my favorites. Um, in the Star Wars series, The Clone Wars, um, Cat Bane was one of my favorite characters. He was um, a mentor to Boba Fett in that series. Um, also in that series, you had um, a Mandalorian leader called um, Prevesla. He was over a group called Night Watch. Death Watch. Death Watch. Um, in Star Wars Rebels, one of my favorite characters... Um, it's Sabine Wren, and she's a Mandalorian that works with, alongside the Rebels. And also in the Rebel series, there's um, a story that they introduced this season um, about a Mandalorian Jedi named um, Tar Vesla. Um, and he has a dark lightsaber. 
Um, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, you all have a good one. Tell me and the folks listening at home uh, a little about a little bit about your favorite Star Wars character because that's uh, that's what we're talking about this week. All right. Well, I've written down an entire dissertation here on Jar Jar Banks. Are we ready? I am always ready to talk <laughs> some Jar Jar. Uh, no, I am one of the millions who have the, who started off having the. Um, the fetish, if you will, yeah. The, the, the Boba Fett was the man. To a lesser extent, his paw, old Django, dug him as well. Basically, anything Mandalorian perceives my uh, entire deep-rooted nerd-tastic love for uh, everything Star Wars. But to be quite honest, Fett is top of the list. But there's a in, in newer and newer incarnations of Star Wars. I have this little love affair with Sabine Wren now. And her uh, mentor, Finn Rao, are kind of, once again, Mandalorian seeping into the psyche. But uh, when it comes to the uh, Force wielders, uh, I'm an Obi-Wan Kenobi guy, and that will never end. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Obi-Wan fan myself. Actually, uh, I have the Obi-Wan uh, Force Effects lightsaber. Oh, you lucky bastard. Um, it was actually given to me as a gift about ten years ago. Um, oh, so you got one of the old school ones. Yes. Um, nice. So I, that you know, I've had a few more uh, throughout my life that I've actually uh, given away as gifts. I had a uh, a Mace Windu. Ah, uh-huh. the illustrious uh, purple saber that is very rare. I did. I, I gave that to a friend of mine uh, you know, for his birthday. You know, it was a big birthday for him, and you know, he had uh, he had made uh, a lot of strides in his life. You know, even though he was very very young, he had come a long way. So I wanted to uh, show him how much I appreciate it because he's a big. Uh, Star Wars guy, and uh, it was actually pretty funny because he had uh, also for Christmas the previous year gotten the uh, Jedi bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, we had this conversation previously. And Tell I, me more about yours. I I have uh, what we refer to as Boba Fett, which is the uh, Boba Fett bathrobe. <laughs> so we proceeded to have a Boba Fett with Obi Wan's lightsaber, and you know. White white guy with uh, Mace Windu's lightsaber battle in his living room. Fantastic, and nobody took video of that. In the in the in the, in the age of social media video streaming, there's nothing to be remembered of that, huh? This is several years ago. I think it was about five or six years ago, so it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. Fair nobody enough. Really that would be fantastic. But like, I turned off the lights. Oh yeah! Like I came into his house, I had it like under, I had it like hidden in my back, and I turned off the the lights and just fired it up. Nice. And he's like, "Oh, what am I supposed to do?" And I turned on the other one, and I was like, "Let us duel." <laughs> Not uh, nerdy or childish at all, sir. Neither That's of the... us ever got laid again. <laughs> So just to solidify that, you went and got married too. Oh. All right. So thank you everybody for uh, contributing your voicemails. A lot of lot of Boba Fett love. Lots of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of Mandalorian love overall. Backpacks, got jets. I'm Boba the Fett. I bounty hunt for Java Hut to finance my vet. Wicka wicka wicka. (laughs) (laughs) Chilling deep space. Um, mask is over my face. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> post a link. We're gonna post the link to that video by MC Chris because uh, it's very I it entertaining. Was Ash Money doing a <laughs> Ash Money doing a cover of MC Chris's Boba's Vet's Vet. Vet's Vet. Vet's Vet. 
It's about uh, Boba Fett and his Corvette and uh, how he learned to afford it and do Boba Fett things. Um, so yeah, a lot of love for the Mandalorians. I can't believe I forgot to talk about the Darksaber, which is a phenomenal... Uh, 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 I don't want to specifically call it a Jedi relic, but it's a it's a, a an old relic of Force users from the time before lightsabers. Um, funnily enough, the original lightsabers were actually uh, powered kind of like those big, heavy phones that people used to carry around, like the bag phones, where like you had to carry it like a briefcase. You know, the precursor to cell phones. They weren't exactly sleek and streamlined. Um, you know, if you've seen Lethal Weapon. You know, uh, Danny Glover uses one to talk about how crazy Riggs is. It's a, but I digress. They they had uh, lightsabers like that. So we uh, we talked about a lot of Star Wars stuff, and it was great. I love talking Star Wars. We're definitely going to do some, you know, individual shows about some of these characters down the line because that's just, you know, it's a source of love and nerdiness. I think what we might have to do is do a combination Star Wars, Star Trek show, you know, in back-to-back weeks to kind of placate uh, Agent Nicole here, who loves her some Star Trek. And uh, so we do have the results of the battle. Uh, Nicole, would you like to uh, let us know who won the battle this past week? Ah! Uh, Dayman! Right. Dayman, the master of karate and friendship. Uh, oh. Defeated the Nightman. Wah I think we. I think we all voted for the same guy up in here. Yeah, yeah. we all voted for uh, the three of Dayman. us. Voted for Dayman. Dayman. Yeah, I, I can't believe people actually voted for Nightman. Yeah, there were some uh, wrong people. So it, this battle got very close. It did. Towards the end, it got close. It got but... very I was, close. I, uh... But ultimately, the champion of the sun. Became the champion of Throwdown Thursday. Yes. Uh, So, next week, we have a very, very special show. Something that, you know, has been in the works for quite some time. Ashes, why don't you tell us what we're doing next week? We not only have a very special show planned for you guys, we have a truly, truly, truly outrageous show planned for you guys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Jem herself, Samantha Newark. I am so incredibly excited. I'm hoping that I don't, like, fangirl vomit all over the episode. I'm going to try to keep it together. (laughs) Yeah, I think you'll be all right. I mean, we're going to ask her a lot of questions about what she's done in the past, you know, maybe some questions about the industry, how she got into it, you know, what, uh, you know, some of her fan interactions you know, uh, you know, maybe some some other things that she's done that maybe not uh, all the casual fans are aware of. Um, you know, and and we're going to talk about the future too, the future of Gem and the yep. future of Samantha Newark the and past, what she's present, what she's doing. So I'm really looking forward to this. It should be a really just awesome, awesome, awesome episode. Yeah, it's going to be a great time and. Uh, so that being said, uh, we're on our way to our secondary Actually. base that's uh, hidden on the uh, <laughs> fourth moon of Yavin, and we just got attacked by a, uh, a some sort of cat-like creature, possibly a cat. Oh, she ain't a happy. Uh, Her name is Schmoose, and she's she snuggly. Say hi, Schmoose. Yeah, she's not saying anything. She's <laughs> just sitting there. 
So, I guess with that being said, we're going to go ahead and bring this episode to a close. So, uh, we will see you next Thursday. May the Force be with you!